Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. Hi, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip which comes straight from the YouTube live streams, which you guys can check out every, well, I shouldn't say every, most Fridays over on YouTube at The Bowl. You guys got questions on dating, social dynamics, or relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, I got you covered. Now, if you would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics each and every Friday, well, I got you covered there as well. Every Friday, I hit that Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter, which just goes out to my hardcores, and I include anything in the world of social dynamics that I feel like you guys need to know a little bit more about, a whole bunch of exclusives, insights, things that I'm dealing with in in, in this world, in this world of 10,000 things, cool shit, training, nutrition, uh, music, updates, the resources of wisdom. Y- you don't want to be missing out on this free piece of content. So, bodoja.com, put your email in and you'll receive a confirmation email in your inbox. Hit yes on that. If you haven't received it, just check your spam or your junk folder or promotions in Gmail should be there 3 20 p.m every single friday and of course this episode is brought to you by bulldojo.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the crash course to kick ass day game just get your day game sorted it's a quick action guide to get you out there to act as your reference your guide your mentor it is not meant to be used as an armchair theorizer you are meant to go out there and complete a 30-day challenge in tandem with it and it's just going to help you to progress much further also, by the way, if you do purchase the ebook, make sure you check your inbox within 24 hours afterwards because I pretty much personally message everyone who gets the toolbox with a few extra tips. Next up is the one-on-one Skype coaching. If you want to go a level deeper, this is where we can work on your limiting beliefs, create action plans in your life to get you moving forward, whether it be within dating, physical, mental, purpose, whatever side of the temple you want to angle off of me with, I'm going to be there to help you. Of course, there are the deeper level packages, which is what I refer to as the bowl inside. For my clients that are on the bowl inside, they get access to two things that outsiders don't, which is number one, priority messaging. Within 24 hours, you can message me on WhatsApp and I'm going to respond to you outside of Australian weekends through my private number. Also, priority session booking. So you're not going to be worried about having to book your sessions in and have to wait for like two to four weeks. People on the bowl inside get top priority. So with those two extra perks, you gotta be on a package. So all you have to do is hit up boldoja.com. You can see that in the Skype coaching section. There's more details there and we can work out what's gonna suit you best. And taking you to the deepest level of all, the Day Game Foundations Boot Camps. This is for those of you that are looking to take control of your lives, to achieve the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see and attract a beautiful woman anywhere you are and know that you have the confidence to handle that interaction from open qualification investment, close, bring the best of your 50 and just really bust through all the things that have been holding you back sexually or socially speaking. As of recording this, we're currently in February right now. There's a couple good months left in Australia. So if you're around the world, if you're in Australia, hit up me up for inquiries within Australia. Otherwise, you got June, July, August, the uh, other side of the world, summer. We're currently scheduling and planning for that. So if you'd like me to come to your city, whether it be in London, New York, uh, potentially Canada, you know, anywhere around Europe or the US, just send me a message at bulldojo.com in the bootcamp section and we can dive a little bit deeper into that and get more information on it. But please, serious inquiries only. 
And please know that I don't just take absolutely anyone. I will grill you. I will vet you to make sure that you are in the right mental place to undertake what goes on in these boot camps. Now, with all that being said, if you guys would like to support this channel, support this podcast and just keep it going, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name. Or you can also donate directly through the website, which is just bodojo.com. And in the podcast section at the top, there's a donate, which just goes straight through the website as if you were to, you know, get an ebook or guest carb coaching. So you can donate directly through there as well. And anything that you guys do donate is extremely appreciated and just goes back to everything that I do here at The Bowl. So thank you very much to all of you. And with all the formalities out of the way, let's dive straight into this podcast. Social Q&A, baby. Let's go. I've never perceived rejection as something bad. I've always looked at it as what I've actually been searching for and seeking for my entire life. I'm going to decide to reframe the feelings of jacked heart rate, jacked breathing rate, uh, confusion in the mind and queasiness in the stomach, all the physiological responses to seeing an amazing woman in front of you. I'm even going to choose to reframe those now as, oh, this is what I want. This is my signal to go. This is exactly what I've been looking for. Welcome to the special edition Q&A. Uh, this is bearing off yesterday's intensely magical and deep Amazing Dates podcast, Advanced Tips. I actually went for two hours, 20 or so, and I decided at the end that I would not get the Q&A questions because I had been taken to a different place, a different plane of existence through that podcast, and I just wasn't going to be able to give my all and the best to your questions. But because I appreciate your questions so much, I wasn't going to let them slide. So day after, I'm reset, I'm back in, uh, I'm back on earth, and I'm ready to address your questions, so let's do it. So the first question came from Kakashi Hatake from Naruto and he says can we start a non-toxic discord about Adam's teachings lol and this was a part of a bit of an ongoing chat I noticed between a few guys who wanted to start a bit of a support group for the guys that follow me and follow the bowl's teachings and there was a guy named Doom Lord BG who at kakashi saying the idea of being toxic doesn't even cross my mind those who have done cold approach should be humbled by the difficulty of the process I don't even see such people being toxic. That's very optimistic of you, Doom Lord. However, the reason why there is not a secret bowl Facebook group or a, or a Discord thing or a mighty network yet, it's because there once was. There once was a private secret Facebook group for the bowl. Had quite a few members in there as well, actually. However, it became very toxic. Uh, it's very optimistic of you, Doom Lord, to think that everyone would be humbled by this process. However, that's actually very few and far between. I find that that's actually very rare. For most people, this process, the moment they get a little bit of fruit, a little bit of validation, it goes straight to their heads and they think they're the shit. They think they're the bee's knees and they're mother's earth and mother's soil. And it's just what happened in that group was that there's a dominance for hierarchy, that guys were fighting to maintain position and because i'm a i'm a full-time coach i don't have time to be moderating and admining uh these facebook groups and specifically the facebook chat so after a few months time it was good in the beginning when it was just 20 people 30 people but then as it started getting towards 70 80 people within particularly the facebook messenger chat but also within the bold group itself uh, a few guys reached out to me saying, Adam, listen, there's a few guys in the group who, quite frankly, are just being dicks and they're trying to discern who's allowed in and they're trying to make rules and shit that we haven't agreed to and they're not even the leaders of the group, they're just assuming that position. And so I just, I, I saw the writing on the wall and what I noticed was that if I'm not willing to moderate and admin this, then it's just going to get out of hand, it's going to get out of control. And also there was other behavior in there such as... 
uh, plugging and advertisement for guys that were working for other companies, which is not acceptable. And it's not a place for that. It was a place for just guys to share their experiences and support each other. There was that, the commercial side, which I didn't like, but there was also the other part, which was the disrespectful behavior towards women in which guys were posting photos like post-sex, etc., of like the girl in the bed. And it's just like really, really, in my opinion, unnecessarily dark stuff, just ego, vanity, ego pumping, just pumping the ego balloon type shit. And so of all these things, I came to the decision that I don't want to be a part of this and I don't want to be someone who's instigated this, you know. I definitely appreciate the the support systems and one of my uh, my greatest wings of all time, Jordan. We met each other through what was once the daygame.com forums. So I get it and I'm trying to find a way. I've been it's been in my mind for all these years now since I closed down that group. How am I gonna be how can I find a way for you guys to be involved in this social dynamics journey without turning toxic, without turning dark? Because that is inevitably what I saw happens and I've seen it in many other groups as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, but I'm glad that you guys brought it up. Thank you. The next question came from Ian Keister. He says, hey, Adam, after a great day too, I got a message saying that due to the whole virus situation and her living with family, she took the decision to not see anyone. It gives me the impression that this means that any chance of this moving forward is or will be gone by the time the situation changes. Would you agree with that interpretation? What would be your approach in brackets, if any, and brackets, to try and rekindle, I think he means rekindle, this after the isolation goes by. Shout out to Kakashi who actually addressed his question saying that I'd already made a video on this, which he is correct. This week, uh, it would have been Monday, I released a full podcast on what to do and what coronavirus means for your dating and social lives. So you can see the full podcast on that. I specifically addressed your question in that podcast, uh, Ian, but more, even more specifically, I made a short video cut of that one thing, it's titled something like uh, how to stop women from flaking during coronavirus. All the answers to that are in there and for anyone else that was wondering. The next question comes from Ray Singh saying, Adam, what's the worst rejection you've ever had on a date and what did you learn from it? None, zero, they've all been the best, right? They've all been the best. I've never perceived rejection as something bad. I've always looked at it as what I've actually been searching for and seeking for my entire life. This is the big differentiator between me and most people and me and people who give up. If you perceive rejection as something that you don't want, as something that you want to move away from and turn a blind eye to and you almost you create it into a beast, you turn this rejection into a beast, then you're always going to be held back. You're always going to be chained. You're always going to be living in fear. Whereas for me from a very early on, especially when I just started going out in the street, what I realized is that the only way to learn is through rejection. Now, to your question on dates, I, that's if, for my first 30-day challenge. I was going on as many day twos as I possibly could, and I was trying absolutely everything to see what would and would not work. And if you don't think that didn't lead to a whole bunch of rejections, then you're, uh, you're living in Candyland. So if, for me, it was always seeking and always has been seeking uh, the accurate feedback because that's all rejection is. It's accurate feedback. And if you are viewing that, because it's in your words when you say, what's the worst rejection? Well, I guess the worst rejection is the one that never happened. It's the one that, that a woman didn't tell me directly straight up, even though I was fucking up and I was just, and she was just too nice of a girl to reject me properly. You know, I've always said this, females, women, please deliver the harsh blow. Cut the, just execute, execute when a guy's fucking up. 
and that's uh, drop that guillotine because that's what he needs. That's how he's gonna grow. So Ray, it sounds like you're turning rejection into a beast that you're afraid of, and I would highly recommend that you reframe your mindset into that's what I'm seeking now, and that rejection is my friend, it is my partner along this journey, and it is in fact the only way that I will grow. I must seek the accurate feedback that rejection provides. Okay, the next question came from MailMare1 saying, how do you become a pickup coach? and deal with the illegalness of the industry, like filming footage without permission, etc. So there is no illegalness with filming people without their permission, as long as number one, you do not reveal their identity, either in the form of physically or via names, address, etc. So as long as you're in a public space, at least in Australia, it might be different in your country or different other places, but at least in Australia, as long as you're in a public place, you're allowed to film anyone. If you're going to put it online, then you're not allowed to reveal their identity, either by the form of face, or by the form of name and you know other personal details etc so there's there's no uh, there's never been a problem at least down here in australia moving on to the next question is from nice mac he says is negging valid anymore i asked my friend yesterday how he would pick up a chick he said the casual i would go up to them and ask why are you here <laughs> it's terrible uh what the occasion and what are you drinking etc he then goes on to say i told him my style would be to neg the girl he said that is stupid and you'll get rejected fast. What do you think, Adam? Uh, so what I think is that you're both so far off. You're both just lost the plot. First off, let's address his friend saying his friend would go up to them and ask, why are you here? Uh, well, this, it's just, I don't even know where to begin with this because if you're in a bar, if you... <laughs> What, why else are you here? It's, like, it's one of the stupidest questions you could go up and ask girls, why are you here? Uh, she's going to look you in the face, glaze her eyes over, roll those eyes and go, yeah, I'm here to have fun, stupid, and then walk off. Like that's the, re that's the response you're going to get. To his other point there, to say he like, got that, I'm like, okay, I'll try the next one. He goes, uh, what's the occasion? What do you mean? What's the occasion? Why do we need to have an occasion to have fun? These questions, these are investment-based Mr. Nice Guy questions. Just terrible. Uh, the principle they're missing here is masculine intent, masculine energy. They're not qualifying. They've completely skipped qualification and they're now seeking her validation, seeking her to build this interaction. And then the final question, what are you drinking? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Unless you are just a straight 10. Unless his friend is a straight 10 and any girl is just gonna, it doesn't matter what the hell he says, a girl is just gonna, he's got on Brad Pitt level. If he's on Brad Pitt level, I give him what? He's probably gonna get away with what are you drinking? But listen, you go out for a night, you try that shit, you get cut down. You are going to get cut down like you're in the Amazon. That is, uh, that's brutal. That's brutal that his, that's his actual thoughts. So again, what are you drinking? Again, investment-based question, not qualifying her, not setting, and starting this interaction on the right foot, which is through flame, masculine energy, through qualification, challenging, teasing, showing that you don't need a validation, showing that you're here for yourself anyway, and that that is in fact the most attractive quality. I don't need you, I'm here for me. Oh gosh, that's terrible though, that someone still thinks that's his, uh, his way. So moving on to the guy's actual question, when he says, I told him my style would be to neg the girl. He said that is stupid and you get rejected fast. What do you think, Adam? So I think if we're looking at the lesser of two evils, yours is less evil than his. Yours is still terrible, going up to a girl and negging. And for those of you that don't know what negging is, it goes way back to the origins of pickup in the 90s and early 2000s through the mystery method, where you would intentionally go up to a girl and to 
attempt to lower her value by negging, aka negative. That's all it's for. By saying something negative to her, like, "Oh, your hair looks. Your hair, did, did you uh, did your hairdresser make a mistake?" Or did you uh, mess up your makeup tonight? Or, you know, just negative comments to try and get a reaction out of her and to get her uh, questioning herself, essentially. Questioning her own value to bring her down to, bring her down a peg. Bring her down a peg. That's essentially the uh, idea behind negging. And so it's better than going up and with straight Mr. Nice Guy investment questions like your friend who say, uh, why are you here? What is the occasion? What are you drinking? Right? It's, it's still better than that because at least negging, you're going to have to make some form of a statement that's going to have, and it's by very nature, it's very, it's very challenging. You are challenging them. So at least it's in the ballpark of qualification. Yet the, the problem now moving on beyond that, the problem with you going up and negging is that maybe that would have that that shit flew back in the 90s maybe you get away with that back then nowadays girls are savvy girls know about this it's it's like if you go up and a lot of girls have read the game like believe it or not a lot of girls have actually read that book by neil strauss and so they just sniff it from a mile away most important and i guess even more importantly than that it's so non-present you're not you're going to be severing yourself from the energetic connection of what's going on between you and her and instead of reading the person in front of you, you're going in with canned shit. You're going in with loaded shit. But then you might say, but what if I tried to do present negging? And I'm like, it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to do present negging. Why? Because you have to be a real dick to be able to do present negging. You have to be able to walk up to a woman and just look her straight in the eyes and genuinely say something negative about her that was there in that moment. It's like you're, you're killing the energy. You're killing the fun. You're killing the vibe. To me, it's not, it's not my way of going about it. If you're a dark guy, if you're a guy that's just negative in general, it might fly. Maybe. Okay, fine. There's, I'm sure there's someone out there that it works for. But being a coach over the last five years, I would never send my client in uh, to an interaction with a woman trying to neg. No, intent first, then qualification, then investment, then close. Open qualification, investment, close. That's how we go. Negging's got nothing to do with it. So, yeah, you're off. You're off nice, Mac, but you're not as off as your friend. <laughs> Nick Demasi says going to be really rusty when day game resumes. I was explaining this to one of my clients the other day, which is that there is actually a way to get rid of approach anxiety forever. And the way that you remove approach anxiety forever is by reframing what those feelings are. So because this is what I was saying to him, being 10 years in the journey now, the feelings that I used to get on day one, when I saw that very first girl I had to ever go cold approach, those feelings are the same feelings today. There is no removing of those feelings because those feelings are natural. That is what should happen when you're going out to a girl. Now, what varies is the intensity of those feelings based on exposure. If you've been, if you've been going out every single day for 30 days in a row, the exposure therapy to those feelings, jacked heart rate, increased breathing rate, confusion, the mind, queasiness in the stomach, those things go down and down and down and down and down purely because you become acclimatized, acclimatized, there we go, acclimatized, that's the word. You become acclimatized to those feelings. You've been acclimated, and so it becomes normal. Now, if you were to take a year off, yeah, those feelings are going to get all the way back up. However, the thing that stops you is by labeling it anxiety, more specifically, approach anxiety. Whereas nowadays, I just view it as approach excitement because you're never going to, it's never going to go away, and nor should it. If you see an absolute 10 in that coconut oil, or you see that absolute 10 in the bar or in the street or wherever you are, coming out of the zoo, if it's worth something to you, you should get a physiological response to them. That should happen. It's just that 
the thing that stops guys is thinking that this is something to be afraid of. That the situation of me being a masculine male approaching this intensely attractive female is something to be afraid of. But like I said before, you're descendant. You're descendant of men who used to hunt woolly mammoths, who used to fight giant megafauna. And so now that you've that's that was a real thing to be afraid of. That's a real thing to actually attach anxiety to. But if I was uh, if I was going on back in the day, ten thousand years ago, and I saw the other cavemen going around saying, "Hey, man, we got uh, we got killer anxiety, we got hunt anxiety." I'm like, no, we got hunt excitement. And you reframe it, so it's like a two pronged thing. When you say that you could be rusty uh, coming out of day again, rusty, I want you to do away with that word and say. I just won't be as acclimatized. I won't be acclimated to these feelings. But make no mistake, I want these feelings. And that's the key difference. You know when I hear guys say, I only, uh, I came home and I only pushed three girls. Ski, good to see you here. He says, yo. When someone says to me, I only, I came home, mad session, Adam. Mad session. Went out and I pushed three girls. And, uh, and I say to them, what was so mad about that? <laughs> What was so uh, intensely insane about that? And they go, well, I was battling all this anxiety. I'm trying to change this angle for you guys. I was battling all this anxiety. So, so I only approached three girls. I'm like, what were you afraid? I was afraid of what other people would think. I was afraid of uh, getting rejected. I mean, that one. Afraid of getting rejected. Most guys are afraid of rejection. They don't want it. They actively seek to avoid rejection. Yet that is exactly what keeps them where they are. That's what stops them from growing. That's what stops them from evolving. Because if you are afraid of rejection, you will not go out and get mass experience. You will not go out and get volume because you're too afraid. So back to the point of a guy telling, telling me, yeah, I had this mad session. I went out and met three people. I'm like, well, it might have been mad because you were, had, you were having to fight yourself and you were having to deal with your anxiety. Okay, maybe there's some madness there and that was a, something for you to overcome. But if that goes on for any more than one session, two sessions, well, then we've got to look at your psychology. Thanks for the love hearts, my man. Oh, Jay's lovely's up in here saying you. Hope you're doing well, man. But we've got to look at your psychology after that because we can't have you going out for 30 days, 60 days, a year, and you're constantly battling rejection or your idea of what rejection is or you're constantly attached to this idea of approach anxiety because it's not. Well, it is if you decide it to be. But like I said, approach excitement. Those feelings will never go away. So you either... Make a decision. It's like, either I'm going to decide to reframe the feelings of jacked heart rate, jacked breathing rate, uh, confusion in the mind, and queasiness in the stomach, all the physiological responses to seeing an amazing woman in front of you. I'm either going to choose to reframe those now as, oh, this is what I want. This is my signal to go. This is exactly what I've been looking for. This is what should happen because I'm excited about meeting this girl. So this is what should happen. Hence, I will go over there. That's a mad session. That's what allows someone to go out and meet 30, 40 people in a day, 50 people in a day. But what stops someone from doing that and someone coming to me and saying, Adam had the fucking battle of my life and I only met three people. <laughs> I'm like, you're having the wrong battle. You're having the wrong battle. The battle you should be having is with the lessons in the interactions themselves. That's something to be warred over. That's something to be battled over. That's something to come to a coach to. That's something to come over, come home from a night or come home from a day and to sit there with your journal in the presence and stillness of the night and to just analyze everything that went down because you've been gifted, gifted with the breadth of experience and depth as well. But it's not, there's no honor in battling your own psychology 
past the point of learning. And if you've learned through one session, two sessions, that, oh shit, I really care about what other people think. Or I really care about what the girls think. Or I have a really bad problem with how I perceive rejection. Well then, that's a battle once. And if you choose not to address it and to continue going out, operating that way, thinking that way, well, uh, that's insanity. Because no doubt you're expecting a different result. Aren't you now? Aren't you now? So I know, Nick, we've gone off on a little bit of a, uh, a bit of a tangent here. And for those of you who also are also in here, you can drop any questions you have. I've just finished a Q&A session, catching up from yesterday. But he was saying how he's going to be rusty coming back from day game. And what I would say is that, hey, Ben, good to see you. What I would say is that uh, don't perceive it as being rusty. Just perceive it as being uh, your comfort zone has shrunken and that you are no longer acclimatized to the physiological response of seeing that attractive woman in front of you and that if you were to just spend the rest of the day accepting that on your first day back when this coronavirus is done the way that i'd have you would approach it is going well listen i know i'm gonna be rubbish i know i'm gonna be uh my awareness and my emotions is going to be in a heightened state because i'm just not haven't been doing this haven't been doing this if you're a public speaker and every single day you were speaking in front of thousands of people every single day well, then the physiological response of having to walk out on stage would get lesser and lesser and lesser. But then if you take a year off, physiological response is going to be right back up at the top. So as you can see, this is a, it's an eternal problem if you never reframe what those feelings are. So we reframe those feelings, no more anxiety, now excitement. And then that gives you permission, Nick, on your first day coming back from this coronavirus, whether that's in three months or six months or 12 months, hopefully not 12 months. <laughs> on your first day coming back, it's like, take permission from me to say, well, Adam said I'm going to be rubbish. So then I can lower my criteria for success. And I'll tell you right now, if I, to, if I had to take three, six months off meeting a random person, I'm going to be rubbish. I'm going to be rubbish. Those first three, five interactions, I call them burn tickets. I call them burn tickets. I say this to my clients on bootcamp all the time. When, when we first begin bootcamp, the first five interactions beyond the trial by fire, when we actually get started, I say to them, Hey, these are burn tickets right now. You should be shit. <laughs> you should be rubbish. You come here to do something ridiculous. You traveled across the world to take boot camp. It's got to be a bit rough. <clears throat> but even for our personal lives, Nick, if in three, six months time, I happen to be strolling down the mall and you have me strolling down the mall as well, the very first interaction you have, uh, even for me, it's going to be rubbish. It's not going to be as... Now, my rubbish is going to be different to your rubbish. Of course, I've been doing this for 10 years. However, it's still not going to be, that's why, as I've always said, the journey will always be your journey. You can't be compared to anyone else. It's your journey. So come in and take that, take that burn ticket mentality that I know I'm going to be rusty. I'm not, do away the word rusty. I know I'm just not going to be acclimatized to these feelings. So if you come back out on that first session, whether it's at night or in the day, I'd even recommend night. For those of you watching, if you want to come back in after you know, we take three months off with this virus, six months off with this virus. Instead of going out in the day in your first session coming back, go out at night instead. Why is this? Because you want to get acclimatized as soon as possible. Now, some of you, some of you aren't as scared of the night as you are of the day. However, I would beg to differ if I was to actually get in there with you in person and you would actually run the way that I instruct some of my clients. A lot of people say that night is a lot easier than the day and that they're better at night. But if I actually go in and dive into what they actually do at night, it's not. It's, it's actually what? They spent three hours out at a bar and they spoke to two people, three people. 
It's just that they spend a lot of their time there. So they think it's easier. But if I look at the volume of actual interaction, it's no different to them in the day. So the reason why I'm recommending going out for a night session coming back first is because it will get you acclimatized to those physiological feelings much faster. Because, you know, in the day, even if you're in New York, uh, or in New York, or if you're in Oxford Circus in London, or if you're in Swanson Street in Melbourne at 5 p.m., you, you might see an absolute 10 once every third minute if it's at absolute peak hour. But, you know, maybe every five minutes, every 10 minutes, it's not constantly in your face. It's not just like smashing you in the face with all these attractive girls that are going to incite that psychological response. But at night, everyone, or, you know, not everyone, but the if you get into a bar, you get into a club, you're constantly smashed in the face, walking down the streets, what's well, up, smashed in the face. But it's attractive girl after attractive girl after attractive girl because they often step in themselves up as well to try and perceive that way. And so I would, I would do that. In fact, how about this? How about this? I might try and uh, organize this. This is really cool. I might try and organize this where, if not a group session in Melbourne, maybe, maybe in Melbourne, I might try and plan this when we have some idea of when Corona finishes or when we get an idea of when the, everything's going to reopen. I might do a meetup for the first night out for guys because i can't do this in the day as i described in yesterday's bowl sip email that having 20 guys which i had once go out and do day game at the same time at a bowl session it's not good for the city it's not good at all but at night that's no problem every guy's going out there to meet girls maybe we could do that maybe we could do that where we get 20 uh 20 20 30 guys or whatever how many we can get whoever wants to come out basically for their first night post covid19 and i'll take you guys to a quick seminar at the beginning and maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go out uh, to the same bar or we'll go to a couple of different bars. And then I'll just show you what it's like. I'll show you what it's like because I'll be in the same boat as well. And then what we'll do is that, number one, coming back here, burn tickets. All of your, your first five, ten interactions, just burn them. They're going to be shit. They're going to be rubbish anyway. Give yourself permission. And then finally, once you've like got into the cold water of all that, then it's like, okay, what am I back here for? Why did I come back here? You should be working on a skill set. What am I working on tonight? I really suck with qualification. Uh, working on qualification. That's the biggest uh, problem I see with most guys actually beyond reframing what approach anxiety is into approach excitement. It is that they have no focus. They, they just go out with this hail mary of fucking see what happens, right? That's okay if you're nine to 12. That's okay if you're 12 to 12. That's okay if you've already got a skill set handled. But if you haven't, uh, if you haven't got that handled, you should not be going out there just throwing your fishing rod in any which way and direction. You should know exactly. You should already have the, the details. You should have the intel on what you need to work on. So we've just gone fucking deep on that. But that's a really good question, Nick. And I'm going to chuck that into this Q&A. You see, I'm going to chuck this into this uh, Q&A session. That was really good because there actually wasn't as many questions as I thought there was. Fuck. Sorry. There we go. All right. Let me just check some of these commentos here. I was going on a bit of a run. Uh, Nick Demasi says that's spot on legit. Well, that's spot on, man. Legit spot on. No worries. Good. Uh, thanks for your support, Nick. Uh, Ski comes in saying exactly what I need to hear right now. Holy shit. Yeah. Hope, oh, thank you. Hopefully that, uh, glad that resonated. Akil, Akil Chaudhry says, what if they say that we are rude when we don't let their thoughts affect us? That's very broad. It's very general, Akil. What if they say, who's they? Are you referring to just girls you're approaching? What I'm, I'm just going to take it that way and say, what if they say, what if girls you're approaching is saying that we are rude and when we don't let their thoughts affect us? Uh, good. 
Good. Good. If 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 you're uh, if a girl is getting pissed off because her shit tests aren't breaking you, that's good. Right, they uh, you should you should expect a little bit of blowback when a girl throws you a really adamant shit test and it just doesn't even affect you at all. But generally speaking, that type of girl is probably a girl you're only going to speak to for about thirty seconds anyway. Girls that a girl that's getting angry that you're not breaking to her shit test. What type of girl is that? That's what type of person you. It's not even. It's not even a nice person. I don't even want to spend time with a person like that. Uh, so yeah, I've had. I've met a few girls like that. I've met a few girls out like that where they're just being dicks. Quite frankly. Oh yeah, you meet a few girls out that are just absolutely fish, just absolutely dicks, and uh, you know you just push the best to them. <laughs> if you're uh, if a girl actually says that you're so rude, you're so rude because why? Because I didn't break because I didn't agree to whatever you were saying. Yeah, move on. Yeah, don't give her too much time. Jay is lovely goes down to say, I'd love to do graphics and music for the channel. Yeah, man, if you want to send me, uh, just go to my website, boldoji.com. Every single page, there's an email, contact me form there. If you want to send me some of your work and, uh, you know, drop me, uh, drop me samples, drop me some samples, I'll, uh, I'll have a look at them and see if they fit the vibe, see if they fit to do. Appreciate it, though. Appreciate the, uh, the love there. Johnny Kurvilla. Johnny, it's been a long time. Sashi Buridana. Hope you're doing well. Brooklyn, Bid- Brooklyn Bridge Park day game is fun as fuck. I've never been there. Brooklyn Bridge Park? No, I don't think I ever went down there. Um, I've been down at Washington Park. Washington Park up in New York is a... Uh, is a. It's not a good place for meeting women, though, because it's like it's so pressured. It's a great place for day twos. I would definitely say that. Uh, Ski comes in saying, keen for this meetup if it happens. Yeah, well, who knows when it's going to happen, but that's something I'd love to do. Uh, that's something, I'll, especially when I was reflecting on some of those photos from the group sessions I used to run yes, last, uh, yes, and yesterday's bowl sip. A, you know, we used to get 10, 15 guys at night. We'll all go up to Jordan's apartment and there'll be 10 or 15 of us in his apartment and we'll all be having our coconut water, having uh, sparkling mineral water with lemon, lime and salt. And that would be getting hyped up and fuck, you, you know, we would go down that you always knew who was for real because the moment you get down the lift, everyone comes down the lift, we step out into the apartment. Everyone knows the play. Everyone knows the play. It's like you speak to absolutely every single person you can on the way to the venue. And because we all know which venue we're going to. So it's not like a, a problem of guys thinking, oh, but I didn't want to get lost, right? It's not that. You know exactly where we're going to be. So everyone, whether it takes you 30 minutes or 60 minutes to get to the venue when you step out of the apartment, it doesn't matter. We're all going to end up there eventually. So meet every single person you can on the way. And you always know who's for real. Because when you step out of the apartment at 9 p.m. on a Friday night or Saturday night, you're going to be smacked in the face, if you, especially if you're on the strip, if you're on Swanson Street or Rundle, uh, Hindley Street or whatever, Rundle Street, King Street, then you're going to see some girls. If not girls, you're going to see someone. And that's all it is. You need a burn ticket, so to speak. And uh, anyways, the reason I mentioned that is because I used to do this at night quite a bit. And then eventually when everyone gets to the club, you always knew who did the warm-up correctly. Because when I get into the club, there will be you're either interact in an interaction with someone or you're standing in the choke crystal with your beer. You stand or your water, standing in the choke crystal, just all these guys just like talking about a game. And that nothing pisses me off more than walking into a club and seeing guys just like fucking analyzing, analyzing mode. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you're going to learn so much doing that, right? So uh, we'll get that going though. I'm very keen on that. If we've got an estimated six months of self-isolation and social distancing, 
what's it's March now, so that would be in springtime. We'll be in springtime when when it turns around. It'll be half a year's time when it turns around, and uh, yeah, we can maybe organize. I can I'll put that. I'm gonna make a note of that. We're gonna put because I've got it in this live session. It's recording here. I'll make a note of that and see if we can get something like that going. That'll be a lot of fun because then it's everyone's got an excuse to be shit <laughs> because no one's been out in six months. It'll be a great. Oh, actually, that would be so good as well in terms of uh, the kind of girls you would meet that night. Imagine the first night out after COVID nineteen self isolation breaks. The first, the first night out after a night like that, after a period in life like that, girls are going to be frantic. They're going to be chomping at the bit. Let me just say that chomping at the bit. Uh, Eugene Lim was up in here. The number one Zong coming in saying, "Hey Adam, hello Adam, hello Mr. Zong. Appreciate that. Appreciate you being here. Ryan up in here as well. How you going, my man?" Jay's lovely. What a good day two spots in Manhattan. Oh, oh, get me started, Jay. Get me started. So I've spent like an accumulated month in Manhattan. And my favorite day two spots are starting off neutral meeting point, Union Square. Union Square, and depending on what time of day it is, but often around sunset time when it's your summer, it's really good because you can just take that initial walk uh, through Union Square Park, you know, Union Square. And you can uh, you play with the squirrels there. If they've got the grass open, you can start things off there. You can often find isolation there. If not, taking the subway up to Central Park. I would always I'd do that quite regularly. Uh, Central Park. Also, just in Soho, just in the Soho area, there are so many bars and coffee shops and tea bars. And I mentioned it in yesterday's Advanced Tip podcast for Amazing Dates. You want to find places that have board games, that have Jenga, that have Monopoly. It's, uh, those are great places to go to. And I would avoid doing touristy shit. I'd avoid doing touristy shit. I'd, Central Park's my only exception because it's a park. Like, I'm not, not going to go, but Empire State Building, you know, that, that stuff. I avoid all, avoid all that stuff. Uh, what's the other Madison Square Park? Madison Square Park near the Flatiron Building. It's a great place to uh, go to there. It always depends on the uh, Washington Square Park as well. It depends on the time of day you're going because if you if, if it's tons and tons of people there, then you don't want to be going there. You want to be finding isolation as soon as possible. Also, down by uh, down by the um, I'm not sure if it's Brooklyn Bridge, but you know this is it Hudson Square, Hudson Park, Hudson Yard, Hudson Yard, but whatever it is down by the. I'm going to call it the coast, down by the, the water there. Uh, a girl once took me to a place down there. I can't remember the bloody, the name of it. But there's like often like eateries and food trucks down by the water there. And you know, they've got like the periscopes and shit and you can look out onto the water. That's good stuff. And you can watch the sunset going down. That's cool. But New York and Manhattan, actually, I would, I would just, my go-to would be Central Park. And in Central Park, because I know Central Park's massive, we're in Central Park, go up to the northwest side. The northwest side, it's like whoop, 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 up around that end where uh, Columbus University is, up near there, Columbus College, Columbus University. Up around that area, if you start there, there's a there's a hill. It's I'm not sure what the name of the hill is, but you just get the map, get the free map, and just always ask the direction guys there, how do you get to the hill? There's a hill that you just got to climb through this forest to, and it's like a mounted hill, mounted park. And you can get ridiculous isolation in there as well. So there's some uh, day two tips for you on your uh, on your New York dates, huh? Yeah, New York, great place. It's the only city in the world that's made me think about I could actually live there. London couldn't do it. 
Didn't like don't don't like the vibe of London at all. Uh, Sydney, not a fan, not a fan at all. Miami South Beach, just not even a livable place. <laughs> it's, it's a party twenty four seven. All right, my friends, that wraps up this dedicated social Q and A special edition. Just because I missed those questions, and I really appreciate all of your engagement. It's actually a very once off event. It's never happened before where I got to the end of a podcast and decided not to do the questions uh, at that time. That's how you know it was something real special. So if you have not checked out the social Q&A episode and need you number 27 on advanced tips for amazing dates that's something you're going to want to check out some really special shit in there something really incredible when went down in that podcast so if you guys enjoyed this video drop me a thumbs up down below if you have any further questions if drop them down on this video down below or you can come back every friday at least for the foreseeable future i'm doing these social q a's live on youtube 10 a.m australian central daylight time and yeah uh See you guys soon. <laughs> much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. I'd love to have you in the live sessions, actually. So if you can make it, generally speaking, most Fridays at 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time, which is just Adelaide, South Australia. For the foreseeable future, you can join in on these live sessions and get your questions answered live. The best place to connect with me outside of these podcasts and outside of YouTube is on Instagram, at uitang1, spelt O-O-I-T-A-N-G-1. Slide me any DMs there, personal context. You can also shoot me an email at boldoja.com, which is, of course, what this podcast is brought to you by. If you guys would like to pick up my ebook, Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game, book one-on-one Skype coaching, or go for that deeper level, Day Game Foundations Bootcamp, all available to you by boldoja.com and finally if you would like to send a little something back and just support this channel support this podcast and everything that i'm doing here you can do so by donating through the paypal link which is paypal.me forward slash a-d-a-m-o-o-i or also directly through boldojo.com in the boldojo podcast section there's a donate link right at the top there anything that you guys do send it goes straight back to this channel and everything i'm doing so i really appreciate it thank you very much and this, my friends, is where I shall leave you. Until next time. On Dragon Ball. No, not on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Wishing you the best of your lives. Much peace and much joy. <laughs>